right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? Come on. It's Wednesday morning. It's the 19th of the month of July. How are you doing? Had jy lekker gedoedoes en geslaapies? Eh, my voete het so koud gekry. Hier het het geregen dwars dier die nacht. But there we are. We are here and you are there. And what a privilege to be in your company this morning. Oh, come on. Come on. Thank you so much, Stephen Boertus and Vuzileu uh, Lumko. Still sleeping, I presume? Let's have a walk on water morning devotion. Dare to leave the boat of your security. Get out of the boat. May I read? Matthew chapter 14 verse 22 to 33. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side of the lake while he dismissed the crowd. Matthew 14:23 says, After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night he was there alone. Verse 24 of Matthew 14 says, And the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against the boat. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the water on the lake. When the disciples saw Jesus walking on the lake, they were terrified and afraid. They said, It's a ghost, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Peter replied, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come on to the water and walk towards you on the water. Jesus said, Come on, Peter. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when Peter saw the wind and the waves, he was afraid and began to sink. Peter cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught Peter. You are little faith. Jesus said to Peter, Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Verse 33 ends the story in Matthew chapter 14, which says, Then those who were in the boat worshipped Jesus, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Truly, you are the Son of God. What a mind-expanding faith experience these disciples had on that boat. What about you and me as disciples of Christ? Going into this Wednesday on the 19th of July, let's dare to leave the security of the boat, so to speak, and walk on the water. Invited by Christ Jesus' grace. You know, when it comes to trusting Jesus, a question does arise. What keeps us from getting out of the boat of our security? What keeps you from daring to trust Jesus? 
This morning I want to look at the reasons why we are afraid to leave the safe security of the so-called boats in our lives and the way Peter overcame them. I want us to dare to trust Jesus completely. Let's dare to trust Christ Jesus completely. You know, the first thing that must happen to get out of the boat of security is that our, let's call it our disillusionment, our disillusionment must be dispelled. Have you ever noticed that we make the problems of life worse in our head, in our mind, than they really are? And therefore the first thing that must happen to get out of the boat of security is that our disillusionment must be dispelled. As humans we are masters at creating terrible events in our minds and worrying ourselves to death. Yes, we stress about so many things. We make the problems of life worse in our head than they really are in reality. We have to defeat the distractions, all those distractions of life. Peter leaves the boat in Matthew chapter 14 when he knows that it is Jesus on the water and not a ghost. And remember, in those times, many people believed in ghosts. And that's why it's recorded in the story. The disciples, they were Jews. They believed in ghosts. They were orthodox Jews. They believed in the spiritual realm. There are ghosts. Peter leaves the boat when he knows it is Jesus on the water and not a ghost. And for a little while, Peter walks on the water. Peter does the impossible. But then things change. Peter takes his eyes off Jesus and focused on the storm, the waves, the wind. And it tells us we have to defeat the distractions. We get scared by things that look like they will overtake us. Ne? And we turn from Christ Jesus, the source of our power and peace, to the circumstances. And therefore we have to destroy the doubt as well. How did they, the disciples, get from, what kind of a man is this? Just go and read it earlier in Matthew. They asked, what kind of a man is this? They they got from that to you are the Son of God. Just a short while ago, when Jesus did all the miracles, the disciples said, and it's recorded in Matthew, go and read it. What kind of a man is this? They had doubt about Christ. And now after the walk on water episode on the lake, they get from what kind of a man is this to you are the son of God. Something about the whole experience opened their eyes to the power and the ability of Christ Jesus. Before this encounter, Jesus was just an amazing man. 
But now, in Matthew chapter 14, now the disciples saw him as the Messiah and the Son of God. You know, when the storms of life come, and they do come, you know that as well as I do, how long will you wait until you call on Jesus? How, how long do we wait until we call on Jesus? Don't we often try to think our way out of problems and search for others who can get us out of our problems before we look to Jesus? Why is Jesus not our first refuge in difficult times? No matter how I answer this question, there's a deeper problem. I doubt Jesus. And we don't want to say this because we think, yeah, because we listen to Radio Pulpit and Cape Pulpit, we belong to a church, we go to a Bible study group or a cell group, or I sing the gospel songs, I worship, I do this, I do that. But I will never say I doubt Jesus. But when the storms of life comes, when the difficult times come, our first response, often, we think, how on earth am I going to get out of this problem, out of the storm? And I search for others who can help me to get out of my storm or problem before I look to Jesus. Therefore, there's this deeper problem I doubt Jesus, and I don't want to say it. I don't want to take it onto my mouth. I don't want to, I don't want to tell anyone. We trust our skills, our intellect, our money, our finances, our position, our jobs, our connections with so many people, our, oh, what do we call it in these modern days? Our, eh? Our connections? We are so interconnected more than we do to the Son of God many a times. My network. Hey, I heard a Dumini the other day. Oh, he was so proud about his network. He can do almost anything in his congregation because of his network. It's a modern thing, this network thing. It's a wonderful thing. But be very careful. When we trust our skills, our intellect, our money, our finances, our position, our connections, our networking, more than we trust the Son of God, we doubt Jesus. Turn to Jesus. Don't only turn to Jesus as a last result. After you trusted your skills, your intellect, your money, your finances, your position, your connections, your uh, networks, don't put Jesus on a time limit in troubled times. When the storms of life, as it is on the boat in Matthew 14, with the disciples in the boat, don't put a time limit on Jesus. If Christ does not handle our problems and difficulties and challenges within a certain time about, we assume that Jesus does not care, that Jesus isn't able to do something, or that Jesus is too busy with someone else. What a terrible, I will even call it diabolical thought 
that is. And so many Christians fall for this. Don't doubt Jesus. Not only must we trust Christ, we must trust Christ as our first choice. He must become our only choice. When the storms of life come, and I do repeat this, because we fall into this trap, and I, again I think about this Dormini, who said, Oh, my congregation is so good. I have so many connections in my network. Oh, I have my network. I can do almost anything in this congregation. Hey, dai, da, da, da. And what happened? Deep down, there's a doubt in Jesus. Because we trust our skills, our intellect, our degrees, yes, as a domini, as a pastor, as a priest, a reverend, our degrees in theology. Oh, the one is a PhD, the other one is a DTT, and the other one is a ah, the other one studied in Oxford, the other one in Utrecht in the Netherlands, oh, the other one went to America, the other one went to Stellenbosch, the other one went to Tuckies, the other one is here, the other one is there. Hey, don't doubt Jesus and trust your intellect more than Christ Jesus. Don't trust your money if you are a business person, your finances. Don't trust your position if you are some other grand person. Don't trust your connections and your networking and your networks more than you trust the Son of God. Don't turn to Jesus as a last result. Christ Jesus, the disciples learned, must be your first choice in times of trouble, in stormy situations in life. And the stormy situations, they do come. So take your anxiety and give it to Jesus. Accept the comfort and the courage. Take your doubt and fear. Give it to Christ. By His grace, He will give you the faith. The help from God will be there. The security in God will be your trust. Faith requires risking failure. Yeah. Take your boat and cross the, to the other sides, said Jesus. Night fell, the wind came up, the storm were there, and uh, the waves came on the heavy seas. They were in great t- trouble in that boat. And Jesus came walking on the water. The disciples screamed out. The Greek text says they screamed. Hysterically, they screamed out of fear, for they believed in ghosts, and they thought it was a ghost. And then, Peter says, Jesus, if it's you, I want to step out of the boat, and I want to walk on the water towards you. Faith in times of trouble requires risking failure. And Peter risks the failure of sinking. You know, God did never design us to avoid failure. The boat is safe. But if you don't get out of the boat, 
You will never walk on water. Peter steps onto the water, but then starts to sink. But did he fail? Failure is the way we interpret an event. On the other hand, I read something the other day about the guy who developed the polio vaccines. His name was Jonas Salk. He tried 200 polio vaccines before he found the one polio vaccine that worked. But he never ever consider those 200 polio vaccine events and attempts failures. I read, I read a lot about Winston Churchill, the then Prime Minister of England. And Winston Churchill repeated a class. He failed a year. And Winston Churchill spoke about that at a time and said, that was my opportunity to get it right again. Hmm? Failure is there. And God allows us sometimes to fail. If Peter was a failure, then there were 11 worse failures in that boat who never risked walking on the water. Only Peter experienced the shame of public failure, but only Peter walked on the water. Hmm? Faith requires me to make that choice, even if I risk the failure, to follow Christ. And following Christ is a commitment. It's a commitment. To be a disciple means to grow. And growth means entering new territory, even if I risk failure. Discipleship is always a choice between comfort and fear. In that boat, there are, let's call them boat potatoes. Today we will call them couch potatoes. Someone will call them pew potatoes. Those who sit in the pew because it's very comfortable in church on a Sunday. Walking on water is not about impressing the people, but about coming to Christ Jesus. And therefore faith results in this remarkable thing. I get out of the boat. I get out of my comfort. And getting out of the boat means to getting out of my comfort zone. It means doing something I've never done before. What happened when Peter stepped out of that boat? Do not be afraid. Peter spoke up and said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come on the water to you. Jesus said, come on, Peter. Peter stepped out of that boat and began to walk on the water as he took a few more steps. He took his eyes off Christ and noticed the wind and the rough waters. And he sang, the boat, get out of the boat, learn from Peter. Humility is a natural response to Jesus. Learn that Jesus is always at work redeeming and restoring me even though I risk a failure. Learn from Matthew 14, boldness for Christ is a sign that I'm close, close, close to Jesus. I will learn to follow Jesus. I will dare to leave the boat and walk on water.